What's going on, coaches? Happy Monday to you, and welcome to episode number 80 of Keep Your Pads Down, the podcast for all things defensive line play. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for checking us out today on this first episode of October. Okay, so we are calling a little bit of an audible on our show today. We had to reschedule our recording with the coach we had lined up for today's episode, which is part of the challenge of keeping up a football podcast in the middle of football season. But hey, we rescheduled. Uh, Every good coach has got to plan A, B, C, and D. So we rescheduled our interview. We'll have that one ready for you next week. So what about today's episode? Well, this gives us a great opportunity to roll out our fifth installment of Inside Drill which is where I fly solo and discuss an aspect of D-line play. And today we're talking coaching cues in an episode I'm calling Cues You Can Use. See what I did there? Our episode is going to be shorter today. We're going to talk just about football. We're going to get straight to the point. So let's go ahead and do that right now. So settle in, turn us up, and let's talk coaching cues on today's episode of KYPD. Before we get into today's episode, you know, I want to preface it with this. You know, as with most things you probably hear on our podcast, you know, nothing that you're going to hear, I don't think, is going to be groundbreaking. I mean, we're not claiming that we are putting out stuff that's, you know, the leading edge of defensive line play. You know, as as the saying goes in the coaching profession, you know, we're the biggest and best thieves uh, in the world, coaches are, because, you know, we see things, we hear things, we steal them from other coaches, from other, you know, clinics and and, and different teams and programs, and that's all today is. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not claiming that anything you're going to hear today is original or unique, but maybe it's something, you know, maybe you'll pick up on one or two things. You know, I think that's always the goal when you, when you listen to a podcast like this or you go to a clinic is to, if you could take away one thing, then, then that was worth it and it was worth your time. And that's, what, that's my goal for you today is you'll be able to take away one thing that maybe you can use in your individual this week uh, maybe you can kind of stow away as something you want to work on in the off season. Maybe if this is your off season right now, you, maybe you're, you're you're playing in the spring or not even playing at all. Then maybe that's something you can work on right now. But but you know, I, you guys know this that the best football coaches are the best teachers. And and I think that part of teaching is making it to where your kids can understand it, but also saying things and putting things in a way where they where they can remember it. It's easy for them to remember. Uh, and then they know what, know what you're talking about. And, and I think our goal as coaches should be to convey as much information as possible in as an efficient way as possible. And, you know, let's talk about how, how we coach things up in our individual versus how we coach things up in, you know, group periods where we're talking about, you know, inside drill, your team period in practice, games. You know, I think how you coach in those different settings should be different. Okay, let's talk about individual time first. When you're coaching in your individual time or maybe in some meeting time that you might have, you know, whether it be before practice or you know, maybe on an off day, uh, maybe in the off season, something like that, you have some time in those time, in, in those time periods where just you and your guys to really get into some things and flesh some, some things out and, and really be, you know, uh, be in a classroom setting where you're, you're working stuff, whether you're, you're block destruction, pass rush, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe you're working some stunts or things like that, working some get-offs. And, and, and you can be, uh, you can afford to, to stop and slow down and really focus on some things. And if a kid's not getting something, maybe his steps aren't right, maybe his hands aren't correct, 
Uh, maybe he's not reading his keys, whatever. You can stop and go back and fix those things. However, once you get into, let's say you, you, know, you move from your individual time to your inside drill where you're working, you know, run plays for your, your opponent that week you know, with the linebackers, uh, you know, that's not necessarily a time where you can really stop and coach up, right? You got to kind of coach on the fly. And then it's even more so like that when you get into your team period and even like here, uh, you know, we'll run where we run a tempo period where uh, it's, it's as, you know, trying to get in as many plays in as fast as we can. You know, we're getting the scout team as, as getting play run up to the line, the run of the play, as soon as that play is over, they got the next one ready. And, and that you definitely can't afford to stop and coach during those times. You're just trying to get as many plays in as you can. Another challenge for me specifically, you know, being at a small school is, you know, when we get to the games, you know, once we're, we're off the field, once our defensive series is over, it's not like all my guys come over and sit on the bench and I get out the dry erase board and we talk about that last series and we talk about different things and we make adjustments because all of my guys are going right back out on the field for offense. Most of them. There are a couple that I get that, that come over. Um, but being at a small school and we, we've had some injuries this year, you know, that's, that, that's what happens. And so there's not a whole lot of coaching in game that gets to go on. Um, and so when you're in that type of situation, I think that it's really important that you have some strong coaching cues that you can lean on to help convey what you want your guys to do in, in as efficient way as possible. And I'll just give you some examples of things, you know, some coaching cues that, that, I, that I have, that things that I say a lot in practice in, you know, in that inside drill period, in that team period, in a game. And then I'll kind of explain those and talk about sort of the, the origin of those, of those cues. So, for example, um, I yell this one out a lot, uh, you know, in, in the course of a practice or a game. Hands, okay? Uh, maybe talking about a player's hands. I'll talk about what I mean by that. Another one is eyes, eyes, okay? And that's not necessarily telling them to look at me, but I'm talking about something I want them to do with their eyes. Another one that's a little bit maybe unusual. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this drill. But another one I say to my guys is trash. Okay, and that means nothing to you, but my guys know what that word means, and so I'll talk about that here in a second. Then this next one's pretty self-explanatory. You know, yell out pad level all the time, my guys. I don't yell out keep your pads down because that's just cheesy. You know, um, first of all, I don't know if any of my guys even know that I have a podcast. We don't talk about it, but if I were to yell that, um, I would be made fun of by the whole coaching staff, as I should be. So I don't usually. I try to find different ways to say keep your pads down. You know, I'll say pad level or, or you know, something like that. Pad level is usually the main one that I say. And then finally, this is a big third down one for, for us all. We all say it. Again, it's self-explanatory, but watch the ball. Uh, now, I think that's important. And, and, and some of you are going to say, well, I don't want them watching the ball. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're, if we're thinking hard count. And I'm, I'm not saying when I say that, I don't literally mean turn your head and watch the ball. I'm saying be aware of hard count. What I don't like saying is, hey, hey, don't jump. Because I don't want to put that in their mind, hey, don't jump, because what are they going to do? They're going to jump. So instead of saying don't jump, I say watch the ball. So that's what that means. Maybe you have another way of saying that. I also yell out hard count. That's another way of thinking, thinking of it. But anyway, those are some examples of coaching cues that I use. Now, if the thing about coaching cues is those, those words that I just said is they mean nothing if they're not being reinforced in practice. You know, they're just empty words. Like some of you, Again, I'll go back and use the trash as example. When I say if I were to yell out trash to you and you weren't in, you know, involved in our practices, you weren't a part of our program, you're like, I don't even know what that means. What is this dude talking about? And, that, and that's what I mean is that it, you, in order for your coaching cues to be effective, 
there has to be a lot of background there and a lot of a lot of reinforcement going on in your individual in order for those cues to be effective. Okay, so let, let's let's just let's 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 kind of flesh those cues out that I was that I that I that I mentioned there as as an example. So, you know, the first one when I said hands, okay. Well, like every D-line coach and every D-line across America on every level, you know, we work hands all the time, right? Whether it be on the two-man sled, you know, we'll go over, our, go, go over to our goalpost uh, and, and, you know, punch our goalpost. We'll punch each other. We're always working hand placement, you know, hand fighting, things like that. And so when I yell out hands, my guys know that what I'm talking about is play with your hands because, you know, a lot of times you get D-linemen, and this is going to lead us into our next cue, but their eyes are in the backfield. And they're not getting a punch. They're they're chest to chest with that offensive lineman. And so I'll yell out hands and they know that, hey, punch it, punch his chest, get your hands on his steering wheel, thumbs up, elbows down, and get some extension and let's go. They know what that means. Hands. So I can say hands. All right, I gotta play with my hands. Okay. And and the reason why is because they know that I'm preaching hand placement all the time in practice. So, you know, we're an inside drill, things are getting crazy. Uh, I don't have time to go and stop, you know, and, and, and say, hey, time out, coach. You know, we're trying to get some plays in. We only got 10 minutes of inside, but I'm going to spend five minutes coaching my kid up on his hand placement. No, I can say, hey, man, hey, hey, hands, hands. And he knows what I mean. The second one uh, is eyes. And, man, this is a huge one. This is, a, this is just a, a, probably the biggest battle that I know I fight and probably you guys fight as well is eyes and eye discipline, and eye violations. If you listen to this podcast, you hear guys talk about a lot just the importance of having great eye discipline. Um, but all, we always want to have our eyes on our man, eyes on our keys, okay? And most of the time, it's that man in front of us. If that man in front of us disappears, and we're going to have another key that we want our guys looking at. But what we don't want is that guy standing straight up and looking in the backfield and trying to find the ball. So a lot of times when I'm, when I'm yelling eyes, they know, get your eyes out of the backfield and get your eyes on your key. And so that's another one. We talk about eyes all the time. Eye violations is usually something that, that I will fix with film cutups uh, because it's really easy to see there and you can pause the film and show where they're looking in the backfield. Therefore, their pad level's up. They're not getting a punch. And, and, and so that's one that, I, that, I'll, that I'll point out in, in film study or film cutups a lot. And I'll, all I'll put on the, on the caption on that clip is I'll put a star or a, you know arrow pointing at, at that defensive end and I'll just put in the box eyes with an exclamation point. And he knows what he, he knows what I mean by that is get your eyes right. The next one that that again you guys may or may not be familiar with is is when I say trash. And what that comes from is that comes from a drill that 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 we do, one of our everyday drills. And and you know, honestly, uh, now that we're in the middle of the season, it's not an everyday drill, it's an every week drill. We do it a lot during the week. You know, we're at least gonna do it once a week, but uh, is our trash drill. And that's just basically like your strike peak. And an escape type drill, and the last step of that drill is is where we trash. We throw the trash out. If you've ever picked up a trash can and dumped it into a dumpster, you know that 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 kind of that motion. That's what we're doing with those with those offensive linemen. We're throwing them away from our gap. We're trashing them. And so when I say trash, they know that I mean get off a block, get rid of that guy. Uh, that's another problem that we have pretty frequently. Is guys get may may get their maybe they get their tackle or their or their, their guard or their the, the center. They get them extended, uh, they're in their gap, but then they never get off a block, and so they end up getting washed, or um, they, you know, they get pushed out of the play, they don't make the play, and so I'll yell, trash, and those guys know what that means. And then these other ones, I'll go through them pretty quickly, but you know, pad level, of course, that means get your pads down, keep your pads down, that's what that means, get your pad level down, 
Uh, when I say squeeze, you know, it's specifically talking to the defensive ends, and that's when they get a down block. We're going to sque- we want to squeeze that and make sure there's no space between us, uh, between our inside hip and the outside hip of that tackle. We're going to talk more about that here in a second. Uh, another one that I didn't mention earlier is, you know, this is one, this is a third down cue that I yell out a lot. It's, hey, 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 half a man, half a man. And you guys can, can guess what that one is. You probably use it as well. But we're talking, hey, rush half a man. And, I, and some of you guys, again, it's been mentioned on this podcast. Some of you guys even say rush a third of a man. And I really, really like that. And I'm probably going to switch over to that when we get into the next season. But I've already been using half a man. And, and look, you know, high school guys aren't good at fractions. And, and, and so throwing in, well, guys, now we're going to rush a third of a man. Throwing that at him at the middle of the season may not go so well. So for right now, we're going to stick with half a man. But when I yell that out, they know because we talk about it. Uh, usually Wednesday is when we hit a lot of pass rush stuff. You know, we talk on Wednesdays that we're rushing half a man, so they know they need to do that. So anyway, those are examples of how I'm coaching up those coaching cues and, and basically giving those, those words some context. So when I say those words, those guys know what they mean. And so if you can't do that, with your guys. And that's really something you, you need to go back and examine and look at because, you know, if you're stopping practice, if you're stopping your team period, your inside period uh, to, to coach your guys up, man, you're wasting time and you're being really inefficient. Um, I know there's a lot of things when I'm watching a team period or an inside drill period or whatever that I want to stop and fix. And sometimes, now if it's something like effort, like your kids aren't running the ball, by all means, dude, blow them up stop practice, get that crap right. You know, if it's an effort thing, I think it's definitely something that that's, that's completely different. Stop practice and get that, get that fixed. But if it's a technique thing, I think that, that that's sort of something where you really got to lean on your coaching cues, your one-word coaching cues, and then also fix that in film study, whether it's you're watching film with your guys or like we do a lot is we send our guys film, uh, we, we send our guys cut-ups and, you know, I'll, I'll put those notes in there and they generally contain those cues so those guys know uh, what it is they need to fix, and, and then how to fix it. I'm also a, a huge fan of making things rhyme, um, or I am a, a former English teacher, so I like using alliteration, you know, which is like the, you know, the repetition of the, the first consonant sound. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, or just coming up with, with catchy ways for, for, for guys to remember things. I think that's, you know, first of all, I think that that shows that shows your guys that you've put some thought into what it is you're teaching them because it takes some it takes some thinking and planning to 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 say things to put things in a way that's catchy that guys can it's it's easy for them to remember so I think it shows them that you put some thought into it that you're not just out there just saying stuff uh, but I also think it makes things more fun you know and sometimes your kids can help you come up with stuff like that you know stuff that rhymes or just ways that they remember you know, I have some things that that um, that we say or that we do that that comes from you know kids who who thought of, thought of it and and that's awesome. Um, but then I also think too that it just helps it improves efficiency, like I was talking about. So so for example, here are some some phrases that 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 we use. You know, uh, just in an everyday practice, talking to them, talk to our guys. The first one uh, was you know go, going back to talking about squeezing. You know, when we when we're as defensive ends, when we get a down block, okay. The steps that we're going to do is uh, we're going to strike. We're always going to strike our, our, our lineman, the offensive lineman in front of us. Uh, and now once we get that down block, we're going to surf, which means we're going to have our, our shoulder pads parallel to the line of scrimmage. We're going to take our inside hand and have it on the hip of that tackle. And we're going to then, we're going to, we're going to shuffle, shuffle inside towards, towards the center, towards the ball. 
And then the next step is we're going to squeeze. We're going to squeeze the air out of that gap and make sure there's no space in between us and the tackle. So we're going to, and we're going to squeeze down. We're not ever going to go past the center. Okay. We don't want to get lost in the shuffle in there. Um, you know, where the center would be, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay, um, you know, really when we say when we squeeze or when we're surfing and squeezing, we're not going past that guard, that play side guard. So uh, anyway, then the next step is we're going to spill. Now, when I say spill, for us, really, spilling is kind of an archaic, outdated technique. We, we really don't spill, but, hey, I had to come up with another S word. I got strike, surf, squeeze. I can't say dent the puller because then that just wouldn't that'd throw it off. So I say strike, surf, squeeze, spill, okay? And, again, the reason we do that is just because it helps them remember. They know the steps. Strike, surf, squeeze, spill, okay? Um, and, when, and when we spill... What, what, I, what I mean by that is we're going to treat that pulling guard or we're going to treat, uh, you know, the fullback that's coming to kick us out. Um, we're we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna treat that like a base block. Okay, so we're going to punch the inside shoulder of that offensive lineman or the fullback, and we're going we're gonna to turn his shoulders and get his shoulders parallel uh, to the line of scrimmage. So we're going to dent that puller and keep our outside half free and try to drive him vertical now. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to turn his shoulders parallel, drive him vertical. Um, and not drive him like we're, we're running him, you know, five yards back, but basically knock his feet back, and um, and that's how we're handling pullers. So we've talked about that again in great detail on this podcast. So if you do have a question about that, you can hit me up, and I can point you to episodes where we get into that in, in detail. But that's an example of one of them: strike, serve, squeeze, spill. Okay, uh, and it really helps with your younger guys because now I can go to a, maybe a JV kid who runs upfield. You know, on um, you know, on a counter coming at him, and I say, "Hey, man, what are you supposed to do when when your tackle goes down? Uh, strike, okay, yeah, and then and then what, sir? You know, and and, and so then you kind of give them the tools. They know what they did, and then I can say, okay, well, you didn't strike, you didn't surf, and you didn't do the other things, right? If you didn't, you're not going to strike and surf. You're probably not going to do the other two. But then sometimes, like, all right, you you struck him, you surfed, okay, but then you didn't spill." Right, like you just kind of avoided the guy or whatever. So by having something like that, now you also have a, a it's it's like a system where you can go back and figure out what went wrong and identify and show that kid what he what he screwed up on and how to you know how how to fix it. Okay, the next one I don't really use this one much anymore. This is an example of uh, when I how I used to coach double teams and I don't really coach it this way anymore. And I don't really have a great phrase or uh, cool saying for this yet because I've kind of reconfigure the way I coach double teams, but this is just an example of putting something, another example of, of making something rhyme, okay? So we used to coach playing double teams, we would, I would say push, pull, and sit on a stool, okay? And all the kids knew that, and, you know, when I pointed out, you know, with the, you know, in film study or, you know, talking to them in practice, and we say, hey, what are we supposed to do when we get a double team? Push, pull, sit on a stool. And then, then again, like I, like I was talking about with our strike, surf, squeeze, spill, now we can go back and say, okay, well, first of all, you didn't push pull, right? Like you didn't try to get that, you know, your postman's shoulders square. Um, and then you didn't, you didn't sit your hips down. You didn't sink your hips down on the pressure key, the guard that's blocking down on your tackle or whatever it may be. So that's just another example. Again, that's not really the way I, I, I coach it anymore, but that's just an example of, you know, being able to put something in a way that, that your kids can remember it. Another, another coaching cue that, that I'm sure you guys are familiar with, and this, was, this is one that even you know, I think DBs use. Uh, but it's if I'm even, I'm leaving, and and of course that is talking to defensive ends and really any defensive lineman. But, but but when we're rushing, you know, when I'm a defensive end rushing a tackle, 
and my hip and I'm, our hips are even, that means I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and continue my rush. You know, dip your inside shoulder, run the hoop. Uh, those are just another examples of coaching cues there that if, if, you're, if you run those drills and you stress that, then your kids know what you're, what you're talking about. Dip my inside shoulder, run the hoop, and, and I'm going to go ahead and continue my rush. So if I'm even, I'm leaving. Those kids know that if you're even, that means you're not doing a counter rush. Okay? If we're hip to hip with that offensive tackle, I'm not going to counter back inside because that'll just let him off the hook. He can now, he can now wash me inside. So if I'm even, I'm leaving. Uh, another one that, that we talk about with base blocks, okay, where that, that offensive tackle, and, and I'm talking a lot about defensive ends because uh, that's, that's what I coach on a day-to-day basis now is defensive ends. Um, so, you know, I, I have some other coaching cues for the tackles and, 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 and guys specifically, but I'm really just talking defensive end stuff today. But um, let's talk, you know, about base blocks. So if that tackle is trying to turn me out on a base block, okay, so we say if he turns me out, I turn him in. And I use that one a lot with our guys, and they know, hey, 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 what do I do if he turns me out? And they, I turn him in, coach. Exactly. So do it, okay? And it's not that simple. I mean, we don't just say that. I mean, you know, like Coach uh, Ricky Coon said, he, he tweeted this out the other day, and I retweeted it. You, you can't tell him. You got to show him. I mean, we can't, obviously can't just tell him, hey, well, if he turns me out, yeah, I got to turn him in. We got to rep that 100,000 times throughout the season so they know what that feels like and looks like. But when, I, when, when it comes down to coaching a kid up on the fly, hey, he turned you out, turn him in. Uh, now he knows, he knows you know, how to fix it and he knows what I'm talking about. So with all of these things, it's not just, hey, come up with a catchy saying and then they get it. You have to rep the crap out of it. But it comes with when you have these, these phrases or you put it in a, in a certain way, then, then it's going to help your guys remember it. Uh, last couple uh, is uh, we talk about when we get in our stance, we are reading the knee and attacking the V. So we read the knee, the near knee. So we're looking at that knee. That's the first thing we're looking at. Okay. And that thing, if that thing goes down, we know it's a down block. If it comes at us, it's typically a base block. Uh, if it's going to, if it's going to come to our outside shoulder, that's a reach block. If it backs up, it's a pass set. Okay. So we're going to read the knee and then we're going to come out, come out of our stance and attack the near V of that offensive lineman. And the V being the, you know, that space between his shoulder pad and his helmet. Okay. So we say, read the knee, attack the V. Um, and then another one we'll say when we're talking about looking at the knee is see a little, see a lot, right? I mean, so many times, especially your younger players, they want to try to see the whole picture, right? They're looking at the backfield. They want to see it, you know, try to see everything that's going on and they get, end up getting blown off the ball. So, you know, we'll say, hey, see a little, see a lot. Look at that knee. Uh, let's try to take everything else out of the picture and just focus on that knee. And you tell me what that thing does. And then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what you do, you know, that, that's, that's step A, get that down, and then we'll, we'll, we'll progress from there. Last one, and this is one that, uh, this, is a, um, this is a Pete Jenkins uh, coaching cue. But we talked about this one on episode number nine. So that, like way back when this podcast started, episode number nine with Coach Sean Wynn, who's the D-line coach at Galena Park North Shore uh, down there in Houston, Eastside. Uh, he played at LSU, uh, played under Coach Jenkins. And, and so one of the coaching cues that, that I pulled from that episode that I use now is pinch that penny, baby. So whether you're hitting, you know, maybe, maybe you have a two-man sled or you know, you're punching your goalpost, however you work hip explosion with your guys, you know, when we say pinch that penny, what we want to do is we're pretending like someone's dropping a penny at the top of your butt crack and you're going you're gonna to shoot your hips and squeeze those cheeks together so you catch that penny before it goes to the ground. Now, the kids always kind of be like, Coach, that's a little too much right there, dude. I don't know about that one. And I just let them say, yeah, okay, well, that's fine. But then when I say pinch that penny, they know what it freaking means. And they like using that one 
and you hear the kids saying it, and 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 you know, again, they know what that what I what I mean by that when I say pinch that penny. I say, hey, shoot your hips, get them together. You know, I just say pinch that penny, and they know what I'm talking about. Uh, and so, and that that kind of brings us to another you know benefit of having these coaching cues is first of all, your kids remember them, and then they start saying them. And sometimes they say it in a joking way, but then you know it tends to be. You know, you, you hear them start saying, telling them to each other, like a kid screws up, you know, one of, one of your kids screws up and, a, and another kid in position group says, hey, dude, you know, you got to see a little, see a lot, or you got you to gotta strike and surf right there, uh, or, you know, pinch that penny, dude. And, and I think that's when you know that, that the stuff's working, when your kids know what to do and they know, uh, you know, they remember that stuff. And, and then it's, it just makes things easier to fix. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, it improves efficiency and, and group periods of practice. And, and film study, and, and of course, on game day as well. That's coaching cues, coaching cues that you can use. I told you it's going to be short and quick so you guys can get back to, uh, to drawing play cards or making film cut-ups or whatever it is you're doing today as you listen to us. And I by no means have that down 100%, and, and I'm sure you guys have some great ones out there, and we want to hear from you, and we'll talk about that at the end of the episode today in our, in our, in our closing. But uh, anyway, if, if that's something that, you know, if, if you don't have a way to communicate to your guys what you want and just a word or two, then that's something you really need to work on and really need to evaluate as you, uh, as you, you know, think about how you're doing your individual time, how you're coaching kids up in, in your group periods and in your team periods. And so I think that if you can get those coaching cues on point, then you'll see your efficiency and your ability to coach and just get things fixed with your kids uh, really get a whole lot easier. And that will do it for this episode of KYPD's Cues You Can Use Inside Drill Volume 5. If you follow us on Twitter, be on the lookout for our post this week about your favorite coaching cues because we want to hear them and then steal them and pass them off as our own stuff without giving you credit. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I might give you credit. I'll tell you what, you reply to that thread about your favorite coaching cues, and I'll read my favorite ones on next week's episode. And heck, you know what? I mean, if you really bring it, then we might even have to bring you on the podcast and let you show us what you got and steal more of your stuff, okay? So all that to say, if you're not following us on Twitter, do so. You can find us at KYPD Podcast. Also, if you're a fan of the show, let the world know, baby, by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. I love getting feedback from you guys. So, so if you feel so inclined between you know, watching film and planning out your individual time this week, Hop on your phone and leave us a review. Our quote of the day comes from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the evil one. And we'll get out of here on that. Be sure to join us next week for episode number 81. Until then, have a great week. Get those coaching cues on point. And I'll close it out with the most important coaching cue of all. Keep your pads down. 